from the Willamette Valley in America's great Pacific Northwest. You are listening to the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. No matter where you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful world, we all share. Number 177, Brooks and Criminals. Jill Biden just got an all-expense-paid trip to Nambia on you. It never ceases to amaze me when I talk to people that I realize that certain things and certain interactions with people, especially when it comes to property, these things are they're a mindset. They really and truly are a mindset. How a person perceives something is oftentimes very different than what that thing actually is. Let me give you an example, okay? Um, let's say I came to your house for absolutely no reason, no real reason. And, you know, I ring the bell or I knock on the door and uh, I said, you know, you answer the door. And I said, um, well, I, I'm kind of hungry. You think I could, uh, you got food in the refrigerator? You might seem surprised and you might say, well, y yeah. Okay, so do you mind? I'd like to come in and take a look at it. Now, with a few people, some people actually would they would be so i don't know overwhelmed or caught off guard they might actually let me as a total stranger go into their house and into their kitchen and open up their fridge and start looking at their food and then in addition to that somebody might might even say you know, if I looked in there, oh, I see you got some ham, you got some cheese, all them bagels look good. Hey, how about, oh, you got that cream cheese going on? Mmm, some locks, yeah. Hey, do you mind if blah, 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 blah. Some, I say some. Now, um, we can have a tendency um, to call people certain positive names like, oh, well, they're kind-hearted or they're good Samaritan. Un, but what we'd never hear conversely is that person's a goddamn idiot. Because I would be willing to bet you in most cases, you know, eight or nine cases out there, if I did this, um, first thing I'd get the door slam on my face wondering if I was crazy and they might even call the police. And, um, yeah, so you see what it is, what I'm talking about is that the way people oftentimes operate with things has to do with a preset preconceived notion of what something is. And they have things that are set up in their mind as boundaries 
And as long as those things apparently don't overstep those boundaries, or if they become accustomed to those boundaries, then it's okay. And you would be surprised throughout their lifetime, their experience. Of course, you know, that's all to a greater or lesser extent individual. I know that. But by and large, our programming, the way we are developed, is pretty similar. And so these notions of what is, say, correct behavior or incorrect behavior... Um, they're formed pretty early, and that's why, for instance, um, when you have very different cultures, I'm talking about the few actually largely intact cultures that have not been uh, denuded or deconstructed or, you know, watered down and bleached out by woke and all that but things that have been pretty much left intact and left alone now for those that do still remain um you know you would go to do something as you normally would as a stranger coming in to a certain situation and they may consider your behavior to be extremely rude or or just plain you know crazy and of course, it goes both ways, and maybe they may, you know, look at you and, and well, yeah, that's because of, of course, our culture, and now we understand at least enough to know, and they got the idea across that they could say, okay, well, that's because, you know, that's their culture. Now, I don't believe, for instance, all cultures are created equally, but when you take a certain segment of the population of the earth. Let's say in this case, I'm just going to narrow it down to Western people. I'm not concerned about race. Let's leave that out of the equation. I'm just talking about, you know, Americans. Probably Brits as well. I could throw them in. Probably the French. Because what I'm talking about is being conditioned to theft. To thievery. You see? So, if you think about that, if I just, again, use a scenario. I come over to your house, you know, knock on the door, and I say, hey, <clears throat> yeah, I was noticing, you know, this car out here. Is, is this your car? And they say, yeah. And, oh, what year is this car? You might think this is strange, and you give them the answer. Oh, it's a really nice car. I'd like to use it today. Is that cool? I mean, could you just, like, hand me the keys? You know, I'll, I'll get it back to you. I'm, I'm not exactly sure when. You know, it might be a couple days sometime, but I'll. can you just toss me the keys? Because I'd really like to, you know, it's a nice ride, and I'd really like to cruise in it. Again, same response. Because it all has to do with the way you perceive the world and what is acceptable and what is not. But there is a third rail. There is a third objective truth behind all of this. And you see, in my life, that's the one I follow. That is what I feel 
is more important than what is socially acceptable or, for that matter, what is even legally acceptable. Because oftentimes, there are huge conflicts between the two, and, in addition, there can also be conflicts of interest between the two. So that's why I choose the third rail. And that's the most difficult at all. Because that calls to identify things as they really are. And people apparently have a very hard time with this. Now, I'm not blaming you guys. I'm not blaming my listeners for this because you guys are different. You you seem to have um you know, you seem to have a bit more perception going on. I mean, after all, you are listening to me. Ha ha ha. Little joke there. Okay. But um seriously, I I'm trying to tell you all of this because what I have grown tired of and what what would really feel great with me is if there was an awakening to the theft that we are supposed to tolerate and I feel that needs to change. Because when people say, when people commonly think of theft, they're thinking about uh, maybe shady characters hanging out in a shady part of town or the people who are trying to perhaps, you know, break into your car, break into your home again because they want money for drugs or something. Uh-uh, uh-uh. That, that, is, that is minuscule. I would like to pause for just a moment to give you this brief message. As you know, I do not accept any third-party advertising on my podcast episodes. And I really want to keep it that way. My feeling is, is that all of us are already besieged enough with constant advertising, practically from the time we get up till the time we fall asleep. And I wanted to do my part to minimize that. So no third party advertising. You can just listen to the episode and you're fine. So if you like listening to my episodes and you would like to help me keep it that way, well, I need your support. If you would go to my website, the earnestmanshow.com, and click on the Feed the Fridge tab, that's exactly what will be done. Feeding the fridge, maybe even keeping the lights on. You can also support the show by clicking on the tab that says Earnest Stuff. Either way, you'd be supporting the show and making certain that it remains commercial free. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say and I wanted to keep it brief. If you've done so already or if you have in the past, I sincerely thank you. And now, back to the show. That is that is small potatoes. 
That is laughable. By comparison, that's laughable. Now, I'm talking about the theft that is right in front of your face, and they're smiling at you and laughing and waving at you as they do it. And it's called, it goes under a code name. It's called business. So, like, <clears throat> perfect example of this was, and I think this was in the Associated Press uh, yesterday, was once again, here we have a, uh, you know, part of the clan, as I call it, of the big club. The clan of the big club. Damn, it sounds like the title for a movie, doesn't it? I think it does. <laughs> I think it'd be a good title. The Clan of the Big Club. And um, so here's um, Joe Biden with a photo shoot with, I'm assuming, I could be wrong, but I'm assuming he, you know, is he's either the representative or the pres president of Nambia. And she's uh, taking a trip. Uh, to Nambia, uh, Air Force One, and you know what? Guaranteed, when uh, the trip's done, she's not sleeping at Motel 6. But yeah, damn, that must be, you know, that's a sweet deal. And then, don't you think that's just a sweet deal, again, for the oligarch? At taxpayer expense, they get to, you know, globetrot. I'm going on a diplomatic mission in Nambia. At your expense. And no one, no one realized, no one gives a shit. No one doesn't say, do you, no one doesn't, nothing except, well, me. Because it pisses me off. And I can see a whole lot of things wrong with it. And I can also see things that we can do about it to stop it. Because it's your money. It's my money. And here she is smiling and waving. Mm. I'm going to a trip to Nambia. Ooh, I'm the president's wife. Ooh. Yep, those are some really fucking sweet perks, I'd say. So again, do if you're if you're getting my perhaps. I know I can get emotional about this, but I'm saying, but my perhaps overemphasized point is how we as a society, as individuals, were conditioned that we just look at it and, I don't know, it doesn't even register. Instead of saying, whoa, you're, you're, you're fucking going where? And you're doing what? Okay, you are paying that out of your pocket, right? Because I'm not putting your ass at $22,000 an hour, which is roughly somewhere in that neck or more of that the operational cost of air force one uh 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 back your patty ass up right now 
you know, you can hire some guy in a biplane, pay him, I don't know, 40 bucks an hour and go up and down in the air and might take you, I don't know, five, six, seven days to get there if you're lucky. But no, 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 and no, you're not putting that again, your thievery and your, your high ass living on the American taxpayer. It's never brought up. It's never talked about. That's why I'm talking about it. Because it is theft. Pure and simple. That's graft. That's being a grifter. It's never brought up. No one's, there's nobody there. Think about these photo ops. Just think about this. How hilarious. Try to picture it. Try to picture that she's doing that and she's smiling and they're waving. There's no one to come up. Well, you can't get within, I don't know, 30 feet of her or whatever. But if you could, I'm saying, or a bullhorn. So, excuse me, Miss Miss Biden. And, and, and who's, are you paying for that out of your, because it's, I don't want to pay for you to basically go to Disneyland and pretend that you're actually doing something on my money and the the irony of this is here's here's the thing you see for certain people namely politicians that's a perfect example supreme court judges all of them say what they all have in common in the big club is they do very little work i don't give a damn what they say they do very little work okay the person, the guy who is a manager at your local fast food place or anything else, you know, where they're humping or, or a manager of a large, you know, grocery chain or something. I've watched them. I've been around. I know what they do. These guys work. They work their ass off. 60, 80 or more hours a week, sometimes not getting a break for sometimes for months and i mean granted okay even if they're getting paid the overtime but sometimes in your life you would rather exchange the life moments the time like it could be i don't know a friend or daughter's wedding or anything anything like this that you would rather have still have the time off but they say no Mandatory overtime. My point is, these people, they're always smiling and waving. Well, fuck yeah. Because you know what? If I had a really sweet deal like that in life, till I die, and every perk imaginable, yeah, I'd be pretty happy too. So that's just that that is just you know that's just scratching the surface and think about it this way she is just one of hundreds I mean um the 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 great wicked witch of the west the cackler the one known as our vp who personally I wouldn't have in charge of a of a of a chicken house. And we're talking about, you know, developmentally disabled chickens here, okay? 
still couldn't handle it. I just know this. These are people, their whole life, they've only been, quotes, public servants. That's also code speak for living off of the community dime. It's prosecuting attorney, so it means working for the state. So here we go. It's always one. It's always, always the same. They all do, and they all cover each other's ass because they're grifters. That's grifting. That's the definition of it. So you know if um, if you're if a person, my feeling is. Is that if you're if you're able to make this connection, and hopefully people will, then yeah, I mean maybe people will start to say, well, you know, because I get it, there, <clears throat> it's the whole system of politics, and well, my God, I mean, you don't actually expect a president or vice president or senator or congressman to actually take public transportation or to actually fly on a plane with other human beings and given no special or preferential treatment. Yes, that's exactly it. Matter of fact, I will say at least this much, in his defense, going way back, that was the famous thing of Lunchbox Joe, as I call him, where he took, uh, you know, he took the light rail. He took the train for many, many years into D.C. to do his job. I mean, at least I'll give him that. I mean, it, before utterly being utterly corrupted, <laughs> you know, but. Yeah, I mean, it's like if I would have taken, I don't know, a, a, some combination, for instance, because um, <laughs> there was, um, in the case of uh, Harris, and she was recently in Germany, and they do anything, you notice, as she gets to at taxpayer expense, they they give her all the dummy jobs. Anything, just yeah. Please, just get the hell. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're all right. Yeah, you can be the ambassador to Dingleingville. Here, throw her on a fucking plane, get her out of here, and let her get up there and say some nonsense for ten or fifteen minutes because she has absolutely no clue of what she's saying whatsoever about anything. And so it's sort of a, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of like the, the touched cousin that nobody will actually say anything about, but they're sort of obliged to stand there just because, well, they have to. And they have to, you know, put their hand over their mouth, over their mouth, just standing there when she starts cackling and talking and doing everything she can to keep from cackling. Um, and I'm sure you're familiar with the Camellia Harris cackle by now. And she wants to talk about anything on an international level. God, 
You know, I could not I could not even see her managing a fast food restaurant. I think that would be too much of a chore. But that doesn't prevent her from being all for all those years, you know, a uh, private uh, in working off of the government. Prosecuting attorney and the list just goes on and on and on. But the point is, with all in the big club, it's just an endless, endless trail of grift. They're all grifters. And they're grifting from you. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions and perhaps billions of dollars. And they stand and wave at you. And you wave back. <laughs> Nothing's done. You know, I mean, it has, it would have to be relentless and constant and constantly and relentless and shame them. And just like, no, you don't need a private, well, for security reasons, horseshit. You know, come on. I mean, you know, you're not living in, despite the way things are, for instance, in the U.S., you're not living in. Zakabaka, Nakaraka, Lakistan, or something where you know you're not living in some place that the U.S. has continually hated and bombed for the last 50 years. You're not there, so probably no one's going to shoot you. <laughs> you know, but I'm just saying the whole everything, the whole. The whole family, the whole thing, all of them, they do the same thing, and they do it at your expense, and they're going to keep on doing it. Because why the hell wouldn't they? This is a sweet deal. Again, that would be like if I could, just as ridiculous as this sounds, I'm trying to illustrate a point what if your door happened to be open i just came in i'm a, a total stranger i came in i looked around i either saw your you know your wallet or your purse and i walked in there and went immediately into your wallet just whistling and i occasionally look at you and smile and perhaps they wave oh hi hey yeah isn't that a great tv show and completely oblivious to you as I extract all the cash and take several of your credit cards. Okay, well, guess I'll be on my way now. And then you're supposed to, like a dumbass, sit on the Davenport or what have you and, and just wave at, wave at me and say, Okay, have a good time. <laughs> now, what's, it's sad and pathetic enough for those who are, you know, wealthy enough the few who can do this, they do this with their trust fund babies and their own kids. They do that kind of shit because they've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars or so. Yeah, so they're used to it because they raise grifters. But the absurdity of it that I'm trying to point is that me as a complete, absolute, and total stranger, I have no connection with you or your family whatsoever, but I could come into your living room or wherever, you know, your wallet is and befriend you and be waving and smiling and you're waving and smiling back at me. Well, if you could see the absurdity of that, 
And that's what I'm trying to turn around saying that is the relationship with the American public. That is the vampiristic, utterly, completely, and total parasitic relationship that they have with us. Not the other way around. This road goes one way. And every time I see them do something like that, and I wouldn't be, if I were in the crowd, I wouldn't be the one smiling back at her. Have a nice trip, Jill. Mm. Oh, here, you need some more money? Here's a few more hundred thousand to kick in for hors d'oeuvres or something. Mm. Oh, why don't you bring a couple of friends, too? A couple of your other rich uh, grifter friends. Yeah, we can pack about 30 people on Air Force One, so that, you know, that should be terrific. But every time I see this, and look, it's like nobody's sound of crickets. Does there anybody, is there anybody out there feeling like I do? What do you think? What do you think of this? Does it, does it, you know, you can't just look and, well, you know, they're a senator. They're, well, well, bullshit. Just because you or we have become accustomed to being raped at every opportunity, and that's just, and bear this in mind, that's just her. That's, there, there are, so there are there are it's just mind-boggling all of the don't get me started on nas the nassholes as uh, famously George Carlin referred to them NASA yeah gonna go to we're gonna back to the moon and then there's Mars they have lots of plans for your money. And as I'm saying, the list could just go on and on. And everyone, like, I don't know, we're deer in the headlights, sound of crickets. And you just say, well, uh, Rick, I mean, there's NASA. I mean, they got to have research and, and certain things. Well, there's legitimate research and there are things that are legitimate. And then there's just flat out grift and bullshit. It's knowing the difference between the two. I am tired, as you should be, we're talking about inflation, they'll talk about anything except why your ass is so poor, and part and partial of the reason why your ass is always so poor is because from every direction, from the time you wake up in the morning till you may fall asleep at night, you're, 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 you're being, you know, your wallet's being rummaged through. And then they're coming up constantly, developing and coming up with more endless schemes and scams. You know, so I'm saying by comparison, things are relative here. By comparison, they'll have, again, they'll have advertisements for big security systems because you live in the suburbs you have to be deathly afraid at all times constantly and the the thing is is that 
as a percentage of things that is going on that's never mentioned is the thievery from well government government officials i'm talking about the especially the biggies you know so she waddled let's see nancy pelosi who just waddled off successfully after a long career of thievery with the american taxpayer I don't know she's got like five six hundred mil that's a that's a pretty good haul as a public servant damn i in another lifetime maybe i should have became a public servant because if i had that kind of attitude i could do a whole lot of public serving myself and you'll notice, no matter how much they complain about this, usually it's, again, it's not just a brief little thing that they might want to do do something briefly and then, you know, finish, get an actual degree, maybe make something to help humanity. I mean, really in physics or medicine or something. Nope. Nope. No, 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 no. No, it's just money. Just is stealing and acquiring all of your money as much as they can, 24 hours a day, until they fucking drop dead. Yep. Now, you want to talk about, sure, they're rich with multi-millions or billions, but you want to talk about, a, in my opinion, of course, in my opinion, I'm, and I'm saying... There's nothing wrong with being having things, and there's nothing wrong with comfortable a comfortable living. You know, I don't have a problem with someone making you know couple a couple hundred k a year. You know, what I'm talking about though is these these professional grifters, and in addition to that, it is the only the be all and end all of their entire existence is to take more money and they do that of course through the whole lobby thing and they have a million different ways and the, the, like never saw a lobbyist that uh, they didn't love you know so nancy sits down with the person who's considered on the left of this particular issue and then you know the envelope gets passed and well and so i would very much appreciate your consideration nancy well, okay, and then, I don't know, two days later, she sits down with the guy on the right and say, well, you know, the ABC company uh, would be definitely upset if this environmental protection actually passed, Nancy, and, well, here's a gift or something for you to consider, for your consideration. Now, what I may, I understand that what I may be saying here is is just so, um, to it it's that it's obvious and that's what i mean in and of itself is the problem that when you get to the point where you know grifting and corruption is just you look at it and you go yeah what are you gonna do well um i can tell you this much you're going to have a continue to have a miserable life because they're going to keep stealing more and more and more, and then you 
can't afford to suddenly you can't buy a home and you can't pay your rent. Shit, you can't even afford groceries because you want meh. And you sat there at home or in a bar or something and you got and you and you, and you really intensely got into the game, baseball, football, whatever the hell it is. So that's the irony. The irony is just like you imagine all the emotion and the facts and figures that you know about this particular player here. God damn, if you knew that much about the shenanigans and thievery of the money being stolen from you. If you had that kind of insightful knowledge about them, think how different maybe things could actually be for not only yourself, but for everybody else. But be that as it may, I just wanted to point this out to see what you you thought. <clears throat> if I said to you that when I see, you know, when I see oligarchs standing beside another oligarch, and she's the little the little first lady now. Mm. And about to, I'm this junket. I'm gonna just consider it a junket, okay? Because that's what it is. I'm going to go over here and have some meetings. Mm. <laughs> you are, huh? Not on my fucking bank account. You're not giving my money back. Stop stealing my money, okay? Okay. But. I'm saying when I see that and there's and nobody, no one in the press, well, it's probably because the press and the cameras, they're all owned by the big club. So there's that. But at least I can be the Don Quixote here. You know, that's my, what's that going to be my next nickname? He's the Don Quixote of the airwaves or some shit. I don't, I don't know. But... Somebody has to, somebody has to, I guess, I don't know. I guess that someone is me. Well, what did you think about that? I'd really like to hear what you have to say. So go on over to my website, theearnestmanshow.com, and put down your two cents worth. And while you're there, please feel free to listen to any and all the episodes you like. Plus, check out the other interesting things on my website. Until next time, this is Ernest, saying take care. I'm out of here. <laughs>